When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Downtown, Peckle Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. And good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 206 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, coming to you on a Saturday, uh, about 12.45 in the afternoon. Just wanted to do an episode here about the Joe Musgrove extension. And the Padres are close to a Joe Musgrove extension. Five years, $100 million are the terms, according to various reporters. Uh, This happened when I was at the Padre game last night before the game started. And I did a live pregame show from there. But people said that I was cutting in and out because the loud music and it's the quality just isn't as good at the game as it is when I'm in a you know controlled environment like this. Uh, so I wanted to do it in an environment where you could actually hear me and we could go back and forth uh, because this is a huge, huge move that the Padres have made. Uh, not you're not adding to the team, but you're making it better. Uh, for years and years to come, if that makes sense, because it wasn't guaranteed that Joe was going to be on this team after this season. And if this deal goes down, according to Kevin Acey, Joe Musgrove is going to be taking his physical tomorrow. Uh, He's expected to. And then I would think after that, that's when the deal will become official. So maybe before tomorrow's game, it becomes official or during the game or after the game. Who knows? But if he's taking the physical tomorrow, I think that would be one of the last steps to getting 
the extension official where you'll see the Padres tweet it and reporters will, report, what are reporters? Reporters will, will say, hey, the deal's official. Um, so that's pretty much where we're at. It looks like the extension is happening. Um, Luke Voigt was talking. It seemed like Luke Voigt thought it was done. Uh, Joe Musgrove spoke to reporters last night and uh, said that he wouldn't call it done, but they're just working out the small little details. So it's done, I think. Um, you know, when the terms are out there, five years, $100 million, it's not like last year with the Rosenthal-Scherzer stuff where Ken Rosenthal was the only, him and Dennis Lynn were like the only reporters saying that a deal is close, uh, Scherzer's going to the Padres, right? This is totally different. Uh, AC tweeted it, Casavell tweeted it, Lynn, Rosenthal, they all tweeted it. Uh, the New York Post had a piece out that the deal's close. So it's not just one source. So I, I'm very confident that this is the deal. Five for 100, it could be five for 103 or five for, I don't know, 99 or whatever, but five for 100, that seems like around what the terms are going to be according to reports. And that is a win-win for both sides. Uh, this is going to be a short episode. It's just my reaction to this, not really talking about a whole lot else. Although uh, David Peralta was just traded to the Tampa Bay Rays, so we don't have to face him anymore, which is interesting. Um, but getting back to this Musgrove thing, it's, it's a win-win for both. You start with Joe Musgrove's side. He doesn't have to go to free agency and... Uh, while free agency might have earned more money, but he doesn't have to face all the questions from the media for the rest of this season about, oh, how's an extension going? Have you talked to Padres ownership lately? Right? He doesn't have to face all, any of that. And then his family knows that he's going to be here. He gets to be here, right? That was his goal, his long goal, long-term goal here was to be in San Diego for the rest of his career, rest of his prime. He wants to be here. So he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He can just go pitch like he's going to be pitching today. And the crowd is going to give him probably a huge standing ovation when he goes out there because they know that the deal's pretty much done just like we all do. Um, yesterday, usually the whole rotation, they go jog out to the bullpen with the starting pitcher or after the starting pitcher uh, heads out to the bullpen just to watch. And... Musgrove did not go out. It was everyone else did. Musgrove came running out, I think, at the end of Snell's bullpen session. So it looked like he was getting some business done. That's what I would think is happening, or else he would have been out there. Uh, everything else in the game was normal. He was in the dugout and all that. Uh, but I thought that was a little interesting. It looked like he was probably in the clubhouse talking with Seidler or his agent, someone or Preller, getting a deal done. Uh, but yeah, five for 100. I mean, Sure, Musgrove's agent could probably be like, eh, it's not the best deal for us because he's, he would have definitely gotten more than $20 million uh, in the free agent market, even from the Padres, because the Padres, if Musgrove were to hit free agency, they would have had to give him more money just because of the competitors around him. But it is still a win for Musgrove and the agent because the agent is working for the player and the player, Joe Musgrove, he wanted to stay in the San Diego. This wasn't a uh, a deal where he was like, okay, if they're giving me a ton of money, if they're giving me the more money than I would get on the free agent market, I'll stay. 
he wanted to be here. You know, he's willing to take a little bit less money, which it is. I, I thought on the free agent market, he would have got at least $25 million a year, but he gets $20 million here. And it's a win. It's also a win for him because $20 million obviously is a ton of money each year. $100 million is a lot of money that all of us probably watching are never going to get, never going to see. Uh, but yeah, like Michael says in the chat here, he deserves every dollar of that $100 million. He does. He is. He's been the Iron Man in the Padres rotation, right? You, link, you think Manny, you think Crony in terms of the Iron Man in the lineup. In the rotation, it's been Joe. He was the only starter that didn't get hurt last year. He hasn't been hurt this year. He was COVID, right, where he missed a couple starts. This season already, he has 14 quality starts. And he's he's pitched well against teams like the Dodgers. Uh, I know he gave up, was it three runs that last start? But he's still, you know, he gave the Padres innings there, right? You can go back to the start in Milwaukee earlier this season where he had a no-hitter into, I think, the eighth inning. Like this guy, he still shows up in those big moments. Um, yeah, that Dodger game, I just thought of it. He gave, he had made, he made like two mistakes, or yeah, Turner hit what two home runs off him, and then I guess another mistake was walking Muncie because Muncie scored on the Turner two-run home run. Uh, but those are the only mistakes that he made to a Dodgers lineup that's argue, arguably the best lineup in the National League. You know, like this guy shows up in those big games, or at least the games that we've seen so far of him in a Padre uniform. And if this deal is true, five years, $100 million, it'll keep Joe in a Padre uniform through 2027, uh, which will be his age 34 season. So the Padres are getting him throughout his prime. I was talking about this on the pregame show at Petco last night. I don't know if anyone heard me because they said the sound quality wasn't great. So I'll repeat it. Joe going through age 34, like that's his prime. The first offer, you know, that we heard the Padres offer was like eight years, $88 million. So $11 million a year. And I was like, eight million, or excuse me, eight years. I'd still give him eight years, but eight years to me felt like a lot. Like that's, you're giving him past his prime. And you knew he wasn't going to accept that because one, that's not even a hundred million, which is what he got in three, yes, three less years. But it's only eleven million dollars a year. Like, that's the players' association probably would be like, Joe, you can't accept this, dude. Like, that's that's not going to help our starting pitchers. You're one of the best starting pitchers in the league. If you accept this, then starting pitchers go into free agency, and teams are going to be like, well, Joe Musgrove, he took eleven million dollars when he's one of the best pitchers in the league. So someone that's less talented than him, they better take eight. You know, that's what teams would say in free agency to the players. So there's no way he was taking that. And it was just, it's just fair value, right? $11 million was not fair value. They pretty much doubled that $20 million a year. And that's a fair deal. I mean, fan graphs right now, it's fair because it's fair that the Padres, they didn't overpay. They probably underpaid Musgrove. It's fair to, so it's kind of fair to the Padres. Like they traded for him. They're doing all this stuff. Uh, they're trying to win, right? So they're trying to build a winning team around Musgrove as well. And then with Musgrove's side of things, $20 million, I mean, and you get to stay with your family, you get to stay in San Diego. Like, that just feels like a fair, a pretty fair deal for, I think, both sides. And then for the Padres, like, this totally gives them, like, a relief. It's like a sigh of relief because 
they get their best starting pitcher back for next year. Obviously, it's through, what, 2027. But I'm just talking about next year, 2023. Because next year, there would have been four starting pitchers that would have been free agents, probably. And worst case scenario, if all of them didn't come back, you had a rotation of what? Darvish, Snell, Gore, Morhone, maybe. But he's probably would be dealt in a Soto deal if they get Soto. That's what I would think. So that's not a strong rotation. And you'd have Darvish and Snell, by the way, in three years. So that's not setting up the future great. But now with Musgrove, now you got at least four starters. You can pick up a fifth starter in Manaya if he comes back or Clevenger if he comes back. They both look like they love San Diego. And then Martinez, I think he would opt out, but the Padres would still have a chance to bring him back. Uh, and it feels like he likes San Diego. Um, but even if all three of those guys don't come back, now your, rota- your rotation compared to what it could have been is a whole lot deeper, right? You got Musgrove as the ace, put him out there in any game. I'm confident that he'll at least keep the Padres in the game. Then you got Darvish. Then you got Snell, who, by the way, tip of the cap to Snell and goes six innings, get out of some jams. Just It looked like he had a lot of command. Uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. He could be traded if the Padres want more controllable pitchers. Uh, they just don't totally believe in him and another team's willing to take on that next year um, before he hits for agency, agency after 2023. Um, and if they, or if they do trade Snell, they'd save salary. But even if they don't trade Snell, you got Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, Gore, because I wouldn't expect them to be traded in a Juan Soto deal now because of his injury. And the Nationals might want Mears and Morahone now. I've seen some reports about that. Um, so let's say Gore doesn't get dealt. Now you have four strong starters. Probably you can bring back one of those three, Martinez, Manaya, and Clevenger. And even if you can't, there's always a starter that'll agree to a one-year deal to be the five starter. And then you still have Chris Matt, Kinnear. That, I know that's not an ideal thing to have as your fifth starter, but I'm just saying if injuries happen. My point is I'm a whole lot more confident in next year's rotation, obviously, now than what I was you know, 48 hours ago where we didn't know if Joe was going to get to that extension. Um, and again, $20 million a year instead of 25 or even 30 like that's obviously money that you can save to go spend elsewhere uh, to improve the team next year, right? And then you also know that Myers, you're not going to be paying him next year. Hosmer's contract's going to go down $7 million. So you're, you're saving, um, well, not saving. You're getting additional more money uh, or flexibility to go spend elsewhere, uh, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, you know, Fangraphs, did I say this? Fangraphs has him worth $20 million already this year. And we're not even in August yet, Musgrove I'm talking about. So that, how much money could that get by the rest of the year? Like $30 million maybe? That could the value number could get up to that. So th- this is I, I think this is an underpay for the Padres, and um, it's a win-win I think for both sides. Musgrove, like I've said it already, Musgrove gets to stay here. He gets a pretty good paycheck, a hundred million dollars, and then the Padres they get their ace throughout his prime. They don't have to pay for eight years of it. They get five years till he's thirty-four. And uh, there's there's no 
reason for me to believe that Musgrove's slowing down. Like his ERA has improved every year since 2019. Has like I mentioned, hasn't gotten hurt last two years with the Padres. 14 quality starts already this year. With all the stuff with his workouts and um him doing that swimming stuff in the offseason, holding his breath and all like he's working his butt off. I, I just don't see how he's gonna, oh, I'm gonna get this a hundred million dollars in this contract, and now I'm going to not try anymore. Like, that's not him. It's not like he's playing in Atlanta or Chicago or name a city. He's playing in San Diego in front of his family, and he wants to win a World Series probably more than any, maybe Manny, but more than any other player on that roster because of the fact that he is from San Diego, and he knows that these fans, like us, all of us in here, are dying for a World Series. Our parents are dying for a World Series, right? We want to see that. We've never seen that in San Diego. And Joe knows that because he's grown up as a fan. So if he can be a part of the first World Series victory in Padres history, he's already kind of like a legend in San Diego because of the no-hitter. But, I mean, talk about maybe putting yourself up there next to – or maybe not next to Tony because of how long and he's a Hall of Famer. Joe might not be a Hall of Famer in Major League Baseball, but definitely above Peavy's level, if that makes sense, right? Between Peavy and Hoffman, you know, if that makes sense. If he can bring a World Series, that Tony never was able to do that. I know, it wasn't his fault, but his teams were never able to do that. Peavy's teams were never able to do that. Uh, who am I for? Hoffman's team, well, he was with Tony, but they were his teams were never able to do that, right? So if they can do that, like that puts them, I think, in between Peavy and Hoffy and Tony, in between, you know, in terms of like legacy with the Padres. Um, I'll get to the chat here, but again, so I couldn't be more ecstatic. I was talking about this on the pregame show. I could not be more ecstatic about five years, a hundred million, because you get him twenty million dollars a year, which is an underpay, I think. Joe gets to stay here. He's happy. And the Padres get their ace through his prime. They didn't have to pay him for more years than they probably wanted to. Right? So this is a great deal for both sides. And it's, it's, I, I would think it gets done tomorrow at some point because Kevin Acey says that the physical is expected to be happening tomorrow. And until that physical is taken, then a deal uh, doesn't happen. All right, let's go through the chat here. Joe says, wait, we resigned him? Yes, we, well, it's not there yet, but yeah, we, we're going to, it looks like. Five years, 100 million. Uh, Greg says, everybody keeps saying Musgrove is our ace, but Darvish isn't so bad too. I mean, Musgrove was the all-star this year. He was the one that, didn't give up a run in his all-star inning and struck out Aaron Judge, who's going to hit like 60 home runs this year. Yeah, Darvish isn't bad either, but he didn't. he's not the one that just signed the extension. So we're, we're kind of focused on Musgrove here. Darvish is... Musgrove and Darvish, that one-two is a, an amazing one-two when they're both on. And then you add Snell in there, that's an amazing one-two-three. And then the way Clevenger's pitching, that's an amazing one-two-three-four. Like, you could keep going down the line. But we're fo- everyone keeps saying Musgrove is our ace. Well, because he has been. 
Uh, Joe says he'd re-sign Martinez and Clevenger. Yeah, I'd probably... I think Clevenger has greater a greater chance to sign with the Padres back than Martinez. Uh, just because maybe other teams are a little scared of Clevenger's injury history. And with Martinez, I think teams love his velocity, his changeup, his ability to pitch out of the rotation and in the bullpen, where Clevenger's pretty much been in the rotation. Uh, so I think he could be more appealing to other teams than Clevenger. Um, but both, if both go to free agency, I think both are going to have a really good market. Um, but with Clev, I think he loves playing in San Diego and he loves Joe Musgrove and, you know, they're really, really good friends. It seems like they train together in the off season. So if Musgrove's going to be here, I feel like the Padres have a good chance of keeping Clevenger as well. Brisk says, imagine if Musgrove was traded to LA. No, I'm not imagining that. Sorry. That would have never happened. Greg says, I'm 60 and I've seen the Padres in two World Series, so I'd say trade all your prospects and go for it. I agree. I'm not 60, but uh, yeah, we the city of San Diego wants to see a World Series so bad, and those prospects are prospects. Like I know the Padres don't want to give up James Wood in a Juan Soto deal, and it's understandable. But what is he, like 19, 20 years old? He's not going to be in the big leagues for a few years. And Juan Soto is not going to become available in the next three years. Another Juan Soto. Like, this guy is being compared to Babe Ruth and Ted Williams. You go all in for him. That's just the way it is. Like, Robert Hassel III, the Padres would dream that he's the same hitter as Juan Soto. James Wood, the Padres would dream that he'll become the same hitter as Juan Soto. There's, you could name, what, like two or three guys, it's definitely on one hand, um, who are as talented as Juan Soto in this game. You could maybe make an argument for Tatis, um, you know, Trout when he's healthy, uh, but I mean, I wouldn't, I still would probably put Otani on a level below Soto in terms of hitting. That's how good Soto is, like, you're just not going to find him again, and with all the moves AJ's made, bringing in Bob Melvin, um, obviously signing Tatis to the extension, bringing in Musgrove last year, Snell, Darvish, Manaya, Taylor Rodgers on opening day, all of these moves. You don't make these moves if you're just saying, no, I think we're good making the playoffs and then losing to the Dodgers again. When you have these prospects that the Nationals want, you have the chance to go get one of the best hitters in baseball, if not the best hitter in baseball. You have a chance to do it. You don't come this far just to come this far. If you come this far like the Padres have, you go all in. You just do. Wolfpack1977 says, Snell is signed for a few more years. No, one more year after this year, then he's a free agent. And he's making like $16 million next year, so the Padres could decide to cut payroll or save a little bit of money if they want to trade him this year. I just don't know what team uh, wants to take I mean, there's teams that would take him on, but what would the Padres get back in return? They'd probably want another starter back in return as well uh, with more controllable years, or at least someone that's cheaper. And Luis Castillo just went to the Mariners. Um, another thing, 
that just reminded me about Musgrove. Like, the Padres, if they were to lose Musgrove at the end of this season, that's another thing why this is a win for them, obviously. The starting pitching market next year, or after this season going into next year, is not strong. Uh, I was looking at the unrestricted free agents scheduled to be, and it seems like the top guys are like Noah Syndergaard, who gets hurt a lot. He hasn't been great this year. Nathan Avaldi, he's past his prime. Chris Bassett, okay, but how much money would they have to give him? Tyler Anderson, I mean, he, he's pitching well with the Dodgers. I, there have been some video where it looks like he was using sticky stuff and cheating a little bit this year. Um, doesn't seem like many people wanted to point that out, um, but that that's what I saw. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't overpay for Tyler Anderson, definitely. Uh, Zach Eflin's another guy. I don't know. I wouldn't overpay for him as well. I'll just say this. I, I'm more confident with having Musgrove $20 million a year as our ace than having, an, having to go sign one of those guys. It's just not a strong market. And then Clevenger, Manaya, those are the other two top guys as well. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'd keep both. It's probably one. And I think Clevenger would probably have the would be the better chance to keep him just to be and just being honest. But both both probably want to stay here. I just think it would be tough to keep both. Greg asks, who do you think is more admired in the Padres system? Hassel or Wood? Uh I think James Wood from Padres people. That's what I've seen. In baseball, it might be Hassel. Like Jim Bowden, I know he's not in the game now. He's a former GM, but he was talking about how Hassel could could be the batting average leader at some point in the in the majors. Uh, but like the Padres, they don't. They it feels like they'd be more willing to give up Hassel over James Wood. Like they think James Wood could be maybe a smaller version of Soto, you know. But again, a smaller version is not the same as the actual version of Soto, which is the chance the Padres have. They're, they're in a unique spot. They're, they're one of like three or four teams that have the chance to go get Soto. The Dodgers, the Padres, and probably like the Cardinals. The, I think the Mariners are gone. They would have been a, another team. They're gone because they just traded some top prospects for Luis Castillo uh, to improve their rotation. So it feels like it's a three-team race. If you're in a unique spot like this, like I'm sorry, James Wood, we don't know what he's going to be. We don't know what Robert Hassel III is going to be. We know what Juan Soto is, and he's one of the best hitters in baseball, and he could make your team a World Series contender just like that. So, yeah, Christian, yeah, to answer your question, I do think it's worth blowing up the farm to get Soto. Because you have – it's not like you're – it's a rental – you have them for three pennant races. And then you could also trade them again, let's say, if things aren't working out or they want to get something back for him because they they're not going to sign him in free agency after 2020, what would be 2024. You could trade him at the 2024 deadline and you would have had Soto for two pennant races. Like it's a win-win scenario, I think. Wolfpack says, would no question, Dodgers probably get a left-handed pitcher. They did acquire Chris Martin today, I think. 
he's a reliever. I don't know if he's a righty or a lefty, but that's what they've done. Uh, they're def- I don't think they're done. And it feels like Andrew Friedman's going to be the same, going to do the same thing that he did last year with Scherzer and say, hey, A.J. Preller, go talk to him. When you get A.J.'s offer, come back to me, and then I'll make my offer better. And then they'll come in at the last second and get Soto. Like, that just feels like the the glass half-empty, like, thoughts for me. Like, just because we know that's what happened last year. And the Padres got used last year by the Nationals or by Boris or whoever it was. Because uh, Boris is Scherzer's agent. Boris is Soto's agent. And Boris, by the way, like I said on Twitter yesterday, he was at Petco Park yesterday. He talked with Seidler for a little bit. Who knows if they were talking during the game or whatever. Uh, but he was there late after the game ended, according to uh, Bernie Wilson, I think, of the Associated Press. So uh, it feels like something's going to happen. And definitely Soto is interested in the Padres if, if Boris is continuing to talk with the Padres. I know, I know the Padres have a lot of players that are represented by Boris, but come on. When the deadline's right here, and Boris is in San Diego, like it's pretty easy to connect the dots. All right, this episode was supposed to be about Musgrove, but I know it veered a little bit into Soto, and I don't blame you guys because that's obviously the big story. It was Musgrove and Soto. Contreras, if the Padres don't get Soto, I'm sure we'll be talking a whole lot about that if Soto doesn't come to the Padres, but <clears throat> excuse me, we're still... Uh, in Soto Watch. We're still on Soto Watch. That's what we're going to be waiting on. Hopefully the Nationals don't drag this out until Tuesday because then the Padres might miss out on him and then miss out on Contreras or whatever. Um, But it just feels like other teams that might be interested in Contreras, they want Soto more, so they're not going to go get Contreras first. So who knows? We'll see. So if the Padres don't get Soto then maybe they're definitely going to get Contreras. I don't know, but if Soto definitely it feels like is holding up other moves from happening. All right, I'll be back for the pregame show. 4.15 is the first pitch today, so I'll be back with that in a little bit. This has been episode 206 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show brought to you by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. You can visit gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu, the phone numbers, the addresses. Uh, they're located inside Petco Park during the Padres season. I think they're going to be in Snapdragon Stadium for the Aztecs and the Wave games. And they also have two locations in Mission Gorge and Point Loma, so I encourage you to check them out. All right, that'll do it. Go Padres, and I'll see you guys later.